welcome to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Welcome back to another show with Carl Brower and Lauren Fix. And now we have a very special guest, and I guess he's a little bit of a disadvantage because we are three Nactoy jurors, and he, Jens Miners, is just one representative from the World Car of the Year Award. And they just announced their winner today. How are you, Jens? I'm very good. I'm feeling comfortable still in the lion's den. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, do you want to say hello? You haven't seen him in more than a year, I guess, right? Yeah, Jens, I'm just glad to hear you're, you know, allowed to travel again. Uh, I know that hasn't been the case for so many people, especially people who want to cross oceans to get their job done. So just knowing you're back in the North American continent and can travel freely in the, in the Big Apple is uh, encouraging for me. So welcome back. Thank you, Carl. And actually, it wasn't that easy. Uh, it, you still, with most visas, cannot fly directly from uh, the Schengen area um, to the US. So I had to spend three weeks in Serbia. And then I was able to fly to the US, which I did. Wow. I got an Airbnb in Belgrade, which was amazing. I really loved the city. It's a nice pod uh, for digital people. Uh, drove down with my Russian SUV, my Lada. <laughs> and it's still working <laughs> there. And I'm going to pick it up in another month when I fly back to Europe. But maybe I'll extend. Wow. Yeah. That's really great. Wow. So, I mean, that's the, the the nearest connection we have had to international travel. So tell us a little bit more. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, really? What's going on in the world? <laughs> uh, you know, um, okay, I'll tell you a little bit. So I'm, I was splitting my time between the U.S. and uh, Europe uh, for the past uh, years. And that's, uh, of course, how I met you guys. Javier, I've known you longer, but uh, Lauren and Carl... Uh, we met over there um, and I flew out when the pandemic began or just before last February. And that was it. I was basically stuck in Europe. Uh, it felt pretty safe uh, throughout the summer. And uh, then we kind of lost control in the fall. And as you know, uh, did not do a stellar job with vaccinations. And uh, Europe, the EU is at a very low vaccination rate. And uh, to be honest, now North America seems to be a much better place to be. So I'm kind of happy I made it out. Um, and uh, Europe is uh, kind of in permanent uh, lockdown for now and will be for the next uh, couple of months. Uh, while things seem to be somewhat back to normal in the US. And it's beautiful. I've missed New York. I have a Cadillac test car here, uh, which I enjoy a lot, a CT4V. So, yep. Um, I'm back here and enjoying every minute of it so far. And you said uh, you, you got a... You um, Arizona or Texas, which are wild open, and Florida too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Jen, you said you had a Corvette coming too. So if, in case you need a little more welcome back to America, sounds like a C8 Corvette will do the job. <laughs> That's what I thought. I mean, I might, as, might as well go for the full experience, right? Well, they're <laughs> yeah. opening up the racetracks here, so you'll eventually be able to get that sucker on the track. That could be fun. I'll get back to you, Lauren, uh, after the show, and we should coordinate something. <laughs> yeah, let me know. The Watkins Glen's my favorite track, and there are some opportunities. Amazing. Fantastic. So let's, uh, let's get down to business, because again, uh, the World Car Awards were announced this week. And Jens, do you want to go through the list, and then maybe we can ask some questions? Uh, yes, absolutely. We can go through the list. We had uh, four uh, subcategories and then the main category, World Car of the Year. Uh, and I'll just do this. In, uh, we had clear winners in every category. 
uh, we uh, let's start maybe with World Car Design of the Year. The shortlist is created by a number of leading uh, car designers, not designers working for OEMs, but design professors, uh, scholars, um, people like Patrick Le Quimont, um, and uh, it's a fantastic uh, list. They came up with a, a short list, of course, and then our jurors got to vote. Uh, that uh, category was taken clearly by the Land Rover Defender, um, and the runners-up were the Honda E, very cute, uh, very close to the concept car that's inspired uh, by the tiny Hondas of the early 70s. And number three was the Mazda MX-30, um, and also a very, very interesting car, really quirky, two-door two and small rear door with kind of cork materials inside, um, but but the Land Rover, the clear winner. Uh, a car uh, penned by um, Massimo Fraschella, fantastic designer. And I, I got to say, when that car came out, uh, uh, and it's, it's still fresh, um, I was shocked at how good how good it was and how futuristic some of the elements were, like the, the taillight strips, or the decor elements uh, on on the side windows, and uh, so a clear um, uh, a winner uh, from our jurors and a very well deserved win. That was car design, yeah. um, and we can discuss. Yeah, but, uh, it. Let's let's yeah let's talk about it for the now because they were gonna like we messed up. So Lauren and Carl, I mean whatever which order, I think we the three of us agree that that's a beautiful car, right, Lauren? Um, yeah, I really thought they did a fabulous job on it. Um, to be honest with you, I, I didn't know what to expect. They said, you know, sometimes when you see a concept car, what comes out in production is not the same, but they did. They did a great job. It was pretty impressive. I liked it. I agree 100%. And I, I remember driving the car, knowing the expectations when you've got a Defender coming back, that kind of an, a nameplate. And uh, it looks really good. And, it, of course, it backs that up by driving really well and having all sorts of capabilities. So it's it's fabulous to see a name like that brought back and see it brought back so effectively from uh functionality on up to what it won for the design exactly yeah, some people were go ahead go ahead jens yeah when you look at things like the steel wheels or the um the the front three seat option you see that the designers had some fun with it yes and, and uh, tried tried to come up with a very pure uh version um of the car and uh you know as i said the aftermarket program they had right at the launch um, all of that is uh, is convincing, and they they couldn't do a retro car like like the Mercedes G wagon. They had to take a decisive step because the the previous model was just too old. It was a it it had so much character, but it was a, a tractor, you know. And right. so they, they had to do something something different. I think they did really well. Yeah, I think some people were worried about some uh, a, a legendary nameplate coming back, like Chevrolet did with a Trailblazer and that, and ruin it. But yeah. the Land Rover did a great, great job with that car. Everybody loves it. I, don't, I haven't seen anybody or hear anything wrong, uh, anybody talking wrong about that car. So let's move on to the Urban car that you kind of mentioned already, the Honda E, cute little car that we won't get here in the States. Yes, ex exactly. The the Honda E is a global car, but unfortunately not a car for the U.S. market. Um, and it uh, took took the win uh, against uh, the Honda Jazz Fit and the Toyota Yaris. Um, the Honda E is is a perfect urban car. It is not exactly a perfect overall car. It was a contender in the for the World Car of the Year, but it has a relatively small battery pack. Um, so it's what you you could call it right sizing for an urban for a city car. Um, it's really nimble also on country roads. It's fun to drive, 
and it uh, incorporates some forward-looking technology like an infotainment system that previews uh, the next generation uh, for other Honda models. Uh, or it has those um, electronic rear mirrors, camera-based mirrors that are much better executed than, say, on an Audi e-tron. Um, yeah. So a lot of a lot of great ideas. A, a cute little car it is a perfect urban car. The uh, uh, the Honda Jazz and the Toyota Yaris are are good in their own right. Interesting cars, very well executed cars in their own right. Um, but the Honda sends a sends a, a, a good message. Yeah, I, I mean, none of us have driven it here in the U.S. Obviously, so I don't know if you have anything to add, Carl or Lauren. I just like the idea that. Um... You know, they're they're someone like Honda is building something like that car. You know, we know that that company as a global company, they basically don't launch something unless it's done really well. And uh, for them to be stepping into the pure EV car uh, field, even if it's not for the U.S. yet, is a good sign. Um, and I I know that there's a lot of cities out there that could really benefit from a tiny pure electric car, but hopefully better done than let's say some past cars we know of that were tiny cars that were not so well done. I think they, they rhymed with cart. Smart. Cart. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah. I knew it was that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's call, call it a, call it a smart done right by Honda is what I would say. So Lauren, you don't like electric. So I, I you don't like, well, small it doesn't make cars sense. That not fast. <laughs> right. But it doesn't make sense for everyone. And I know that everyone's trying to jam it down our throats, but it still doesn't make sense. But if, if you need one, if you have the chargeability, if everything is what you need, that's a different story. Um, there's a lot of great choices, but in Europe, you do need smaller cars because the roads are narrower. If you've ever driven, I know we have, but if any of our listeners have ever driven around Spain or France or some of these countries with really tight roads, you need to have a small car. You're not going to get your big minivan down there. So it's nice to know that they have it and it's smart. There's a need for it and they're filling in that void. Hey, Lauren, no, it's not a smart. It's not a smart. Let, let, let me second that. It's absolutely right. It has it has to be the right car for you. Uh, you have to have charging capability. Um, uh, Leon, you know, here in Brooklyn, I don't have. It's easy to park in Windsor Terrace, uh, but I don't have my own my own uh, parking spot with a with a wall box. So an, a Honda E would not work for me here. Um, right. But it is it is the perfect fashion accessory. <laughs> you can fit in your purse or your briefcase. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> world car, world performance car. I mean, not much to say. I mean, they should win every year. And I think they actually have won many, many times, right? Porsche 911 Turbo. Yeah, I think I think the nine I think Porsche should be disqualified henceforth because they've had you know, <laughs> They have good you know, cars. I have two of them. I can tell you, they're fabulous. I, I have I have two Porsches myself, though not nine elevens. Um, I um, but the nine eleven is a is the iconic, um, and I said that on our own podcast uh, is the is the quintessential sports car, and maybe the nine eleven Turbo is the quintessential supercar ever since it was launched in seventy four seventy five with two hundred sixty and then quickly three hundred horsepower, and the thing is. A Porsche delivers performance that is always usable. Uh, they don't break. You take them to the track. Um, 
if you live in a free country, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> you, can take, you can take it home at full speed. That's a whole other conversation, you realize. Let's, let, let's talk about speed limits at some point, actually. Uh, that was a good one that I'm on. I'll tell you about the Autobahn. And then you can drive it the next morning to the grocery store, and it does everything supremely well. And and the turbo is, yeah, the, the turbo is what it is. It, uh, my favorite 911 currently is, is is certainly a manual transmission GT3, but uh, the, but the turbo is just brutal um, more than anything else. Um, and it was a clear winner against two interesting cars. Of course, the wild uh, Audi RS Q8. Um, Beautiful. Beautiful car, super nice, also super futuristic interior. Those glass surfaces are amazing. And the and the third one is a car, uh, the the Toyota GR Yaris, and uh, I think you will skip the Yaris designation for the US. But it is so cool that Toyota is doing a hot hatch um, in in this segment that is seriously fast. And um, yeah, kudos to them. And it's a new thing. It's not like they're carrying on just carrying on a legacy like VW with the GTI, but they're going right into the segment. And that's Akio Toyota, of course, saying you know cars should be fun going forward. And we are having every kind of technology. We're not going fully V. We have everything, including, uh, you know, 260 horsepower hot hatch. So the, the, I was happy to see the, the GR Yaris on the list as well. Yeah, they're launching that GR division really strong. And uh, they have big plans for that. So, Carl, do you want to add something about the 911 Turbo? I know everybody loves that car, so it'd be nice. I mean, you know, I was just talking to uh, a friend of mine late, late yesterday, not even thinking about World Car of the Year awards at the point in time, just generally speaking, and somehow the 911 came up, and we were both, uh, you know, singing the praises of the Turbo specifically and how it's like the ultimate daily driver. Like, you can drive one every day, and it really won't beat you up that much or you can go to tracks and beat up on almost every other supercar that shows up at the track they're just they're just such a wide range of capabilities that that car possesses from luxury to capability and performance and uh i just it's funny that we're we're talking about it winning this award because yesterday we weren't uh, we weren't thinking world car of the years at all i was just talking to another porsche enthusiast about how great the car is it's unbelievable funny. <laughs> how good it is on the track unbelievable how unbelievable easy. yeah and and uh, how um Good natured, despite, of course, the less than ideal layout. Uh, right. Know, um, but but they got it figured out. It's uh, it's magic. Yeah, uh, I agree. So, you know, we were talking about a GT2 and GT3s. We we have a lot of Porsche owners in our family, and uh, boy, when that 911 comes out with a GT3 RS, ho, ho, that's <laughs> going to make all the earlier ones. They're going to want to sell them because they're going to want the newest one because the new the new 911 is that good. So moving on to the world luxury car, Mercedes-Benz S-Class. I mean, and again, every time that there's a new generation of this car, it automatically is the winner, I think, right, Jens? And I, I guess that was the case. Pretty clear winner against very, the... Very clear clear winner against the Polestar 2 and the Land Rover Defender that were price-wise at the lower end of the category. Um, the number three was the Defender. Fantastic car. We talked about it. We praised it. It's a prestigious but of course, uh, it's in a different in a different league from the S class. The the Polestar two um, delivers, I believe, great value, um, and uh, with the two engine lay, two motor layout, and they will have an entry level model. It is seriously quick. It has pretty disappointing range in the real uh, world. I have to say, I like the style, very clean style by Thomas Ingenlart. Great design team, but the S class is for me. 
undisputed. Um, it, it had to win. And it is such a step ahead of the not only the contenders, but also its segment. And those are great cars. You know, don't get me wrong. The Lexus LS, the Audi A8, the BMW 7 Series are all um, very, very good uh, good cars. Uh, but but the S-Class just uh, is a total game changer. And they're doing it twice. They're doing the electric uh, EQS, and that is also going to be a game, game changer among uh, battery electrics. But the S-Class is so full, brimming with technology like the three-dimensional instrument cluster, like the augmented reality head of this. That. All yeah. of that is unbelievable. And, you know, any kind of uh, uh, of powertrain concept, you have a, if, if you must, you have a plug-in uh, hybrid. You have diesels, really good diesels. Um, you have regular gasoline engines, V6, V8, and uh, you will have an AMG coming up and you keep the V12 in the Maybach derivative. And I guess maybe they'll have an S600 again, but... The V12 is still there, and I like that. I like the fact they're doing everything, and they're doing everything so perfectly well. Yeah. Well, the S Class is so it. impressive. I might get a chance to drive that vehicle in middle of June, but I'll, I'll tell you, I'm really excited driving the S Class because, and I'm glad they still have diesel because there still needs to be a mix based on whatever people want, and Mercedes does it well. Absolutely yeah, right. Gonna... And I know the dealers want want the diesel too. I mean, uh, not necessarily in the S Class, but in the SUVs. And, you know, diesel scandal or not, seriously, uh, everybody who's had a diesel loves their diesel. Yes, I have too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carl, any comments on the S-Class? No, it's kind of already been said, you know. I mean, it, it yeah. just doesn't get the – I don't know what you say, what word you say that's more defined by luxury. I mean, you got Rolls Royces and Bentleys and stuff, but I think in terms of like real-world, long-standing cars that, you know – not not only the super super rich, just relatively rich could afford. Uh, you know, the S class is it. It's probably covered. You know, there's probably more people who've sat in an S class looking for a luxurious car than anyone else, any other model in the history of cars at this point in time. Um, they're just great. Yeah. So then the big prize, World Car of the Year, the Volkswagen ID4, was that? Uh, I guess not really a surprise because in the category you guys had a Honda E and a Toyota Yaris. So yes. But in, in in a sense, it just confirms the trend. Like electric cars are here to stay, right? It kind of does. I mean, it. Uh, I I would agree that is that is the case. Yes, two electrics among the top three: um, the Honda E, the the Yaris, and the ID4. I think the ID4 is, uh, it, you know, the Yaris of course is great. You can you can get a hybrid or regular. You can get the GR, but it is not really a world car. The ID4 is a world car. It is uh, executed in typical Volkswagen uh, perfection. I have to say that. The, the car is a little bit unemotional, maybe. I don't want to call it antiseptic, but that, that came to mind as well. Uh, but they will have a GTX version with all, uh, about 300 horsepower, and that will change that perception uh, for sure. Um, uh, it's just, it's, it's just uh, perfectly executed. The steering is as good as on any VW. The chassis is really good considering the heft of the car. It does have decent range for an electric. Um, so um, if if you have charging capabilities, it's a it's a safe it's a safe choice. Uh, it is an impressive car, I have to say. I've driven it extensively on small roads, on the autobahn, uh, and in the city, and yeah, well deserved. I I was happy to see it win. Yeah, you already driven it, right, Carl? I have not. I've not driven the ID four. Oh. I've read about it, and uh, I need to get into one. But I know yeah. that you know this is 
the sign that this is, I mean, when you got the biggest global automaker committing to electric vehicles and you have a vehicle like this, which just one world car of the year. Yeah. If you're needing more of an indication of the kind of seriousness of the EV wave that's coming our way, I don't know how much more you get than when Volkswagen's producing a car like that and it's winning world car of the year. Yeah, Lauren, you're not a big fan of EVs, but uh, yes, it's happening. But I'm sorry. <laughs> Volkswagen does it right, though. I have a VW ID coming next week, and I think the key is the range. The and and as soon as we can figure out how to get charging faster without it being, you know, anything hazardous to anyone's health, I think that would be the way to do it because I think it ne there needs to be options, and everybody has to find what they're going to do. But if Volkswagen comes on the marketplace, they did it right. Now I remember when Scott Kehoe talked about the vehicle when it came out. They really thought about, we're here to win. We're not here to compete against anyone specifically. It's not Tesla. It's not Ford. We're just here to win. So I give them a lot and of they credit. Just won. They've been working on it. Yeah, I think, well, and they just won. Look at that. But I think they've put together a great product, and it's always a good value. People that own them, I don't hear any complaints, and that's a good thing. I enjoy driving it, Lauren. I, I, I know that. And it is not the top of the line version. I don't know if you'll get the GTX in the US. I hope you do. But, but still... Um, that that passing power is 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 kind is kind of fun in the in the electrics and I like their user interface. Once you get used to it, um, it's 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 really uh, it's a nice architecture. It's a it's a pretty nifty uh, vehicle, you know. And yeah. but, I mean, of course, it's an SUV, but it it doesn't really have the clearance. They went for the SUV shape because they need to put the battery somewhere. Uh, but then on the same platform, they do the fun little ID three. Um, and uh, and then there's of course the Audi Q4 on the same platform, uh, which is quite stylish and uh, has a lot of um, uh, options that the VW doesn't have. Uh, augmented reality, but it shows the capabilities of the platform. The MEB platform uh, is a really nice, dedicated uh, electric platform, very well executed. Well, Jens, thank you very much for the, your time. I think it was very interesting. And again, for the audience, uh, the World Car awards are judged by what 96 uh, journalists from around the world tell us a little bit about the the awards and how it's going to be the process that is just starting again for 22 well we, we're 93 jurors currently but the number is always fluctuating a little bit um from 28 countries um really all we try to get a to get a fair mix from from every continent and and every major market and some smaller ones and in a normal year, we try to um, come together uh, several times a year, and uh, we actually have a big test event around the Los Angeles Auto Show, and that uh, obviously didn't happen last year. So it was challenging for some of our jurors to get into the cars, but the car makers have been great. They've been they've been helping us get get us into cars, and yeah, we we appreciate that recognition. So it was a, it was a challenging year, and we missed the auto shows too. That's another discussion. Will auto shows come back? But I had, I had good conversations with Mark Scheinberg, the president of the New York Auto Show. Uh, I think we they're irreplaceable. Seeing each other, visiting with each other, touching those beautiful cars, sitting in the cars. You can't you can't replace that with uh, with Zoom calls. I agree. Glad glad you're back uh, moving around in the country, Jens. I'm hoping uh, the rest of the world follows suit. Uh, I'm sad to hear about Europe's challenges, but um, I think we'll get there. It's just it's going to take probably longer than anyone I, guessed. I a year think ago. so too. Time yeah. time is the key. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jens, thank, thank you very much again. Uh, also, very happy to hear from you, and hope to see you. When is the auto the New York Auto Show now? 
It is actually, it is in late August. Uh, August. So oh, okay. the hottest time to be in New York City. <laughs> Let's do it again. Yeah. Look, well, look, look it up in, in time on wcorty.com <laughs> and on the New York Auto Show's website. Uh, but yeah, um, the New York Auto Show, uh, we're f- keeping fingers crossed. I, it's still a, gr- a big vaccination center, but but we are hoping it will happen and keeping uh, keeping fingers crossed. And uh, and that'll definitely the the one place where I will uh, see all of you again, hopefully, if not before. I yes, hope so. Hope I look so forward. We'll have to do dinner again like we did last time. We'll get our usual cast of characters together. Uh, yes. We absolutely will do, we'll do that, Lauren, or we'll do it before because we are all in town now. Um, oh, great. So yes. let, let, let's be in touch. It was fun to be on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you, really. uh, thank you for coming. listening, everybody. Thanks for your time, Jens. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at totalcarscore.com.